Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. For the safety of you and others, please make sure all hands, feet, and arms remain inside. And please, watch your children. And now, let the show begin. You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms, put on your hammer pants, slip on your power glove, and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. My name is Tim Nadell. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. And uh, Gary is again missing. So we are without Gary once again. Or no, sorry, Gary. I'm so used to you not being here. I know, I know. It's it's kind of it's kind of weird being back, but I am. Hey, everybody. I'm Gary, and you can find me at SMR Gary on the Twitter machine. Are you threatening all the listeners that you're back? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, was I threatening? I don't know. Little... Yeah, kind of, kind of. Okay, you, cool. You can find us online, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. So anyways, welcome back, Gare Bear. Thanks, man. It's been, uh, it's been a while since... It's been like February, uh, is, I think. Yeah, it's been about three months. Wow. I've, I've missed the podcast. Not really. No, I really have. I've, I've been crying myself to sleep nearly every night. I've been shaking uncontrollably. Uh, except for, you know, when I'm talking to you, I have to put on... <laughs> game face <laughs> so sad Gary. <laughs> I'm gonna but I'm, ha- I'm happy to be back hopefully less shaking going forward well that's good to hear good to hear so it's been yeah. a busy few months for me got back from a quick trip to california with a good friend of mine christian hello christian for listening uh we did a tour of my old hometown reno and sparks nevada and uh he's actually making a, a documentary on saturday morning rewind so we went into my old stomping grounds we saw my two houses that i lived at and uh, went to all my schools that I went to. Got a lot of really cool footage of the playgrounds and that kind of stuff. So look for that documentary sometime in the future. Probably not anytime soon because I do want to go back one more time to get more footage. And it's not cheap to travel. So, yeah, that's that's the truth. So from there, we went to uh, Disneyland, of course, because why? It's only like nine hours from Disneyland. So why not drive the nine hours to go to Disneyland, right? Of course. So we did that. Spent uh, two days there. Had an amazing time. Hung out with a little bit with Adam the Woo. YouTube's Adam the Woo. He does a lot of Disneyland oh. and a lot of abandoned um, theme parks, abandoned uh, like movie sets and that kind of stuff on YouTube. So check Adam the Woo out. And he will be on the podcast very, very soon. Yes, looking forward to that one. Because it seems like he talks a lot about the history of things, but we don't get to hear about his history too much. So that's, that's going to be kind of cool. Right, you'll hear his history. I interview Adam the Woo. Very nice guy, too. I like Adam. Speaking of upcoming yeah. shows, I, uh, I've got three interviews that I've, I've done, and one I'm going to do on, on Monday um, that I wanted to kind of promote because they're going to be coming out there. I promise you, this Carol Spinney interview is coming out. Big Bird himself. Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. I, I, I've, I announced it like January, I think it was. Probably the last time I was on the show. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. And uh, I announced it. I did it a few months ago. But I've, I've had other interviews come up that had that were kind of like time sensitive, and so I had to hold on to this Carol Spinney one. It's a great one. I'm excited to get it out there. But it's coming out. I promise. Probably a month or two, no later than two months. 
yeah, well, it, it's good that you're addressing the issue because I think we've had a, a big drop off in our big bird demographic. Yeah. So <laughs> that's so true. I know. Oh man. And uh, I did a really cool interview this last weekend with Christopher Sabat. He is yeah. uh, like God when it comes to anime. So <laughs> I think it's my first time kind of dipping into the anime world when it comes to voice acting. Mm-hmm. So uh, he does a, a ton of voices on Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Uh, most notably, he's uh, Vegeta and Piccolo and Yamcha on uh, Dragon Ball Z. So that interview is coming up very, very soon. Look for that on the podcast. And one I'm super, super excited about that's going to be happening on Monday. Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, will be heard on our podcast very, very, very soon. As far as I'm concerned, the only true Batman. That's right. I mean, Keaton was great. Sure. Bale had a lot of great qualities about him. But Mm -hmm. Conroy, he is Batman. Without a doubt. So I'm excited to get everything out there things are good things are happening let me just say that good things are happening yeah so yeah speaking of big things um the big things are are happening a lot of huge things that were announced pretty soon mm-hmm. and uh that you know when it comes to a business like 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 saturday morning rewind it takes some money you know if you want to have a podcast that sounds bad if you want a bad podcast, I don't want to put anybody down, but sometimes you got to put money into a certain thing to make it good. You know, I, I kind of follow Walt Disney when it comes to that theory. You know, he put a ton of money. Every time he'd make money from a, from a movie, he'd put it right back into the company. So yeah. along that line, you know, if, if you love the show and you want to help out, we have a donation tab on the main website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Um, you can either become a monthly subscriber, like donate monthly, or just a one-time thing. But it's going to go 100% towards the podcast and website. And, you know, a lot of fees. I get monthly fees for the website and podcast separately. I got a Skype fee for having a Skype phone number. I got a, a you know, all these things just cost a ton of money. I got, I'm trying to get new equipment to make it even sound even better. New traveling equipment for when I go to conventions, that kind of stuff. And speaking of conventions... I'm going to start mm-hmm. going to more conventions, and that costs a lot of money coming from Montana. Yeah. So, you know, if you like the show, you know, help out. If, if you can't, you know, that's not a problem. I, I really 100% appreciate you just listening to the show. So thank you guys so very much. Without you, this would not be possible. Agreed. And, um, you know, conventions aren't cheap, and we're both going to be going to going to be gearing up a lot uh, with some upcoming events. Uh don't really have any on the radar except for one uh, as of this very moment that we can announce and that is a little event in Hollywood happening July 17th called Voice Actors Rock yeah and it's put on by our friends over at voicechasers.com uh, and if you've never been there go check them out because they have a great resource for any sort of voice acting uh, questions you might have it tells you who voice actors agents are um, it tells you all, all sorts of uh, very useful information uh, can be found there, and we'll probably have the founder on at some point to talk to her uh, about what inspired her to create the website, and she can give you more precise details of exactly what the website houses. But um, the really cool thing that's going on is this Voice Actors Rock. Uh, Christy, uh, she, whenever she was putting together this idea, she thought, you know, what are my two f- loves in life? And for her, it's music and voice acting. And coincidentally, it's the same for me. But, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be really cool because a lot of voice actors started out in 
bands or as radio DJs or something involving the music industry. So there's been a few announcements that have been made. Uh, can't say a whole lot more, but uh, as of right now, confirmed are uh, James Arnold Taylor is going to be hosting the event, mm-hmm. which is going to be cool. Uh, Troy Baker is going to be performing, um, and he's he's kind of the uh, substitute. Uh, I think he's done both Batman and the Joker for the Arkham games. Uh, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But uh, I know that he's done at least one of those two characters, and he's done quite a few other uh, characters, mostly video games. But he's got his own uh, band that's going to be performing. Yeah, Hamill, um, Hamill returned for Joker in the Arkham games. Oh, that's right. I think he was, I think he was Hamill in the one where... Oh, I think he was Joker in the one where <laughs> Hamill was out. Uh. You can never be Hamill unless you're <laughs> Hamill. But um, yeah, and so the biggest announcement, uh, and they're going to be the headliner of the whole event, is uh, Rock Sugar, which is Jess Harnell's band. Yeah. Which if you've never heard them, you absolutely should. That's yeah, a must. Yeah, <laughs> because they do uh, metal music with 80s pop lyrics. So if you've always wanted to hear, you know, ACDC and Madonna in the same song, well, now's your chance. So, uh, yeah, check out Rock Sugar. And then if you're in the Hollywood area or if you're anywhere nearby or if you're like me and you're on the East Coast and you just really want to be there for this event, get your tickets now because it's, uh, it's I think, the week before uh, San Diego Comic-Con. So uh, she sort of set it up so people would already be uh. in the area, hopefully. That's going to be really cool, and stay tuned because there's going to be quite a few more uh, voice actors announced who are going to be a part of this, um, and uh, just waiting to get the word to announce who and uh, get the word of who's going to be there. So Sweet. it's going to be cool. Yeah, man, I wish I could make it. Yeah, I will be there, and um, you know, if you plan to come out, shoot me an email at uh, Gary at SaturdayMorningRewind.com, and I would love to meet up with some of you. Could I email you, Gary? You can email me. Okay. Let's, let's meet up sometime. <laughs> that sounds cool. Good. Yeah, speaking of meeting up and uh, conventions, we have one to announce. Uh, well, we're not announcing it. It's already been announced. But D23 2017, the Expo. We will yes. both be there once again, like we were last year. And we want to do like a fan get-together for Saturday Morning Rewind and cartoon levels lovers in general. So... Mark your calendars. It's the week of July 11th, whatever week that is, of 2017. We want to, I don't know what we're going to do quite yet, but I'm sure we're going to hang out in downtown Disney. Maybe grab a drink at Trader Sam's if you're of age. Um, get some snacks in downtown Disney, and you can come into the park if you want to. I know it can be expensive to go to the park, so you don't have to, but we can just hang out in the park if you if you have the money. So, mark your calendars. We're going to be there that week, um, probably two days in the park and uh, two days in the convention. I just want somebody to show up to listen to the show. It'd be so cool to meet you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell is brought to you by the letter S and from listeners like you. We're an independent podcast ran solely off of generous donations by loyal listeners such as yourself. A lot goes into running a podcast and website. So if you want to continue hearing SMR and would like to get involved, please visit SaturdayMorningRewind.com and click on the donation tab. On behalf of all of us, we thank you and we hope you enjoy the rest of the show. All right, so now this is a part of the show where we uh, continue on with our cartoon countdown that we started a while back. It's the final 
cartoon. If you're a, a new listener, what we do is we look at every year. Like this year, we're looking at 1985. And we see all the cartoons that were uh, first released in 1985. And we try to pick our top two, sometimes top three favorite cartoons from that year. And uh, so now we're going to sit and talk about 1985, which is very near and dear to my heart, honestly, because I remember a lot about 1985. I was five years old, and that's when I first started actually noticing a lot of cartoons and that kind of stuff. My first memories are around the age five, which I think most people probably are. So I, I really love 1985, and it's really hard to pick even three favorites for this year. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff that happened in 1985. Um and uh, yeah, you want to just jump right into it? Yeah, Gary, you go first. I always, I always hog the spotlight on these countdowns, and so you go first. Um, okay, uh, so this first show that I, uh, you know, I'm just going to go with the obvious one first up, uh, and I'm pretty sure we're, I'm probably stepping on your toes here, so if you want to say it at the same time. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I am, of course, talking about the biggest Hasbro cartoon from 1985, and that would be G.I. Joe. He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. It's here, the G.I. Joe collection. Infantry Trooper. Codename Grunt. Bazooka Soldier. Codename Zap. Motor Soldier. Codename Short Fuse. Laser Rifle Trooper. Codename Flash. Ranger. Codename Stalker. Communications Officer. Codename Breaker. Machine Gunner. Codename Rock and Roll. Counterintelligence. Codename Scarlet. Commando. Codename Snake Eyes. Each sold separately. G.I. Joe from Hasbro. Yeah, I, I I grew up, you know, loving the toys, and uh, that's a big part of, you know, my connection with the series. Um, and by the way, I think we should totally get that guy to, like, uh, announce our introductions on I the know. show. Your host, <laughs> Codename Tim. We have Lion-O, come on. I know, or I not, know. Not on our episodes, but my episodes, we have Lion-O announcing us, so come on. Yeah, well, announcing you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't share them, I'm sorry. I understand. I understand. Uh, but yeah, uh, so G.I. Joe, I mean, the cartoon was great. The toys were amazing. Yeah. Um, I really don't know what else to say, so I'll let you talk now. <laughs> well, I'm going to skip ahead because this is my second favorite cartoon released in 1985. So I'm skipping my third oh. favorite, which I'll talk about next. Okay. So this is my second favorite cartoon. I love this cartoon. Like you said, the toys. I mean, this is when I first... This is probably the toy line I first remember playing with, honestly, was the G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe toys. I think I had, yeah. I remember my parents went to a yard sale in Reno and came home with a box of like 20 of them. <laughs> and I was in heaven. I, I had all those toys up until I was like 18. Also. I didn't play with them when I was 18, but I still had them when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Until my mother sold them in a yard sale. So some other kid's playing with them right now. Mm. Some other lucky, lucky kid. I know. Jones. Yeah, and I, I I agree. I mean, the the figures were so simplistic, but the the fact that they all came with like so many weapons, and as the series went on, of course, there were a lot more weapons and stuff. Yeah. And and I think that's the first toy that I really remember having, besides like stuffed animals, um, was probably a, a Firefly action figure yeah. from GI Joe. Um, so I guess that begs the question: Who are your favorite Joe Ooh. and Cobra? <laughs> um, let's see here. Gosh. Um, I've always, my, my favorite all, I have two favorite all times, but I'll mention more too. Uh, my number one favorite is Flint. Yes. Uh, my second favorite is Shipwreck. 
Hmm, I should have gone first because <laughs> those are two of my favorites too. <laughs> but on and uh, you know honorable mentions of course Cobra Commander. I love Destro. Yeah. Um, uh, Tomax. I love Tomax. Hmm. Mainly more Tomax. Maybe because that was Corey Burton. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, um, Lady J was amazing. Mm-hmm. There's so many to choose from. I mean, Sergeant Slaughter. He was great. Yeah. 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 I don't. <laughs> It's hard to pick even a top five. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I I, I agree with Flint and um, uh, blah, 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 Shipwreck. Uh, I was also a big fan of Beachhead. Yeah. I tended to like the ninja characters except for Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow for yeah, whatever for, reason. For uh, some reason, Firefly, I was, you know, even I, though he was only in the show like twice and had a speaking line once. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he was my favorite character. And, and throughout the years, I've collected every figure of his that they've released. Um, which is up to the 30s by now. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I I could take or leave the rest of them, but the green battle core figure from I think 92 is probably the one that I would grab in a fire. Yeah. <laughs> and but I, uh, yeah, and Zartan, I love Zartan. Oh yeah, I love Zartan. Yeah. And now, if you look, if you guys all go back into our archives or episodes, we've interviewed quite a bit of the G.I. Joe voice cast, even three of them at one time. We had uh, we had Flynn on at the same time, Shipwreck on at the same time, and Lady J. So go mm-hmm. check that episode out. It was about a year ago. And uh, we had Michael Bell on, who was Duke. That's the very first episode ever of Saturday Morning Rewind. Uh, Corey Burton was on about almost two years ago. Yeah, if we could just somehow get uh, Frank Welker in an interview, I think we would literally have half the cast. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, <laughs> of most cartoons ever. <laughs> Did you know, though, um, that they once considered and were so close to getting um, Sylvester Stallone his likeness because they wanted to have uh, Rocky Balboa join the G.I. Joe team? I'd heard that. Yeah, and, and they wound up settling with Sergeant Slaughter, right? Yeah, so that's the whole thing. They couldn't... Uh, I guess the cost of getting Balboa was probably too much. Yeah. And so they ended up, instead of getting Rocky Balboa, and he had a counterpart. He had a Cobra counterpart. His name was Big Boa, and uh, mm-hmm. he had boxing clothes on. Oh, see, I knew about Big Boa, but I never realized he yeah. was connected. So uh, instead, they went with Sergeant Slaughter, which I thought was a great choice anyway, because I, I love Sergeant Sla- Slaughter on the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was a cool uh, character for sure. And um, it's weird because this actually ties into two other cartoons I'm going to talk about later. But I, I really, I was sort of weirded out by the idea of Sergeant Slaughter coming in and taking over. But in the in the long run, it it worked pretty well. Yeah. No, I thought it worked great. I wasn't too familiar with him going into it, so right, I didn't think anything weird about it. Yeah, yeah, he's he he's a nice guy. I've actually met him once. What? Um, yeah, yeah. Back when I was working in a toy store, he he would come in every once in a while. Nice. Uh, because a lot of wrestlers live in the North Carolina area, um, North South Carolina, whatever have you. But uh, yeah, he's a nice guy. But I never really approached him as Sergeant Slaughter. You know, it's yeah. just hey, <laughs> Mr. Slaughter. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. So my my I, I picked three cartoons that came out in '85. My okay. third choice. My my number three choice. I'm I'm pretty sure I might be stepping on your toes on this one. <laughs> so I'll just go into the little audio here. Fantastic. 
So I am talking about Yogi's Treasure Hunt from 1985. That's right. Yeah, well, that's actually not one of my picks, but it's an excellent pick. (laughs) (laughs) You know who we just made very happy right now? Who's that? Listener Vaughn. That's right. Vaughn, he's been requesting that we talk about Fantastic World of Hanna-Barbera for a long, long, long time. So (laughs) here's a small glimpse of us talking about it, which we will talk more about later. I I promise you we're going to get to more Hanna-Barbera stuff because I love those cartoons too. Mm-hmm. So, Vaughn, this one's for you. I love Yogi's Treasure Hunt. Um, a lot like Wacky Races that, you know, was earlier. How much earlier yeah. was Wacky Races? I don't know. Did we somehow miss that one? Or I No, it must have been late 70s. It must have been 70s, yeah. Yeah, 79 or something. Yeah. A lot like that, where they're all getting together. It's like an all-star cast. You got, mm-hmm. like, Yogi Bear. You got Boo Boo. You got uh, Dick Dastardly. Huckberry mm-hmm. Hound. Uh, Snagglepuss. Uh, so many. Who else yeah. am I missing on the show? Oh, man. Pretty much all the lead Hanna-Barbera besides the Quick Draw show up? Quick Draw. Yeah, I think I, he did. I think so. I think he yeah. did. I really like these characters a lot. I mean, uh, Snagglepuss and um, Quick Draw and uh, Huckleberry Hound were three of my favorites growing up. And, yeah. and Yogi was a, a close second or third or yeah. fifth or how, however many I said. <laughs> But all these characters all in one show going after like a treasure. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen it in years. It's, it's not released on DVD or anything. I'm pretty, I don't think you even watch it on YouTube. I think I've only seen the intro on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember a ton about it, but it seemed to me like it was like some sort of game show. They had an announcer and mm-hmm. uh, there's like teams of one or two. Was it just one or two? Uh, I think so. It's been a long time yeah, for me. No, too. I haven't seen it since the 80s. And I feel like I might be kind of confusing it with the Laugh Olympics a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, you might be. Because, uh, I mean, that had more characters that had the Scooby characters and, yeah. and everybody else. But I've seen that more recently at the last Olympics. I think it was Boomerang or something was playing that all day long. Yeah. So, uh, But no, they never play Yogi's Treasure Hunt, which is a shame. Yeah, they don't. And I, I would love to see it again because that was a great show. Um, of course, you got Dawes Butler being Yogi, uh, Snagglepuss and Huckleberry Hound. Don mm-hmm. Messick as Boo Boo and Ranger Smith and Muttley and uh, Paul Winchell as uh, Dick Dastardly. Um, <laughs> ran from 1985 to 1988. So I had a pretty good run. And uh, this was also the last series to star Dawes Butler as Yogi Bear. Oh, wow. Who took over? I mean, I can't really think of Yogi existing too much beyond that. Besides like Not- some specials, like holiday specials and movies, I don't think they've really went done too much with them. They should they should bring him back and and you know maybe not maybe not the Dan Aykroyd version but I, I mean, think they're I think Hanna Barbera is afraid I don't know they don't seem to be afraid with Scooby Doo yeah they've rebooted that one to death yeah it's actually kind of the best it's been in a while I think like numbers wise it's doing really well I remember they tried to do something with the Flintstones with Seth MacFarlane oh yeah that's right that that must have fallen through I'm so <laughs> glad it did too yeah yeah. But anyways, that's my third pick. What's your uh, second pick? Um, I'm going to go with, uh, and mine are in no particular order, because as I said, G.I. Joe is probably my favorite from that, okay. from 1985. Okay. But um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Stories to share all through the forest. They sing out in chorus, marching along as their song fills the air. Yeah, I was gonna pick that show too, but I kind of figured you probably would. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. It's 
it's one of it's the very first Disney afternoon uh, series, even though it was not called that at the time. It was mm. it was, you know, by itself. And then it was the Gummy Bears Winnie the Pooh hour or something like that. Uh, whenever the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh came around or the new adventures. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, this show was just so lovable. All the characters were great and, uh, you know, wonderful voice cast. And I think it's a shame that it didn't get to go further or at the very least that you know the characters aren't as well remembered today i think if it if it was released around 1987 i think it would have gone farther i agree but i don't think the shows that premiered in 87 and beyond would have happened without gummy bears also very true (laughs) you know it's it's great just kind of watching this show now the animation is, is so ahead of its time uh as disney tends to do um even even for a cartoon series or for a uh mid-80s cartoon series at least several of the episodes that i can remember looked movie quality yeah who was your favorite gummy uh tummy gummy yeah i love tummy i love gruffy yeah that's my second favorite (laughs) but uh yeah i don't know just really like that show a lot and you know it was i think the last show for paul winchell yeah he passed during it yeah, and uh, who else? There was someone else who passed away during that show, and uh, they brought in Jim Cummings. No, mm-hmm. they brought in Jim Cummings and uh, Corey, Corey Burton to Corey replace Burton, two yeah. characters, but I can't think of. Oh, Bill Scott. Yeah, there you yeah, go. that's right. Um, and of course, Lorenzo Music. Uh, that's honestly why Tommy's my favorite. Tommy's kind of a weak character, but just the way Lorenzo plays yeah. him is excellent. <laughs> Gotta love Garfield. Yep. Great pick, and uh, I'll go into my number one cartoon from 1985. And uh, if you guys know me, which I'm sure most of you probably do by now, you probably know what I'm going to talk about. I think I'm sure Gary knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, 1985, this cartoon is uh, honestly the first cartoon I remember watching was this coming up cartoon. It has such a huge impact on me that it's my number one favorite cartoon of all time still. And I'm talking about... Now we'll have to go about seeing if we can survive in this place. We will survive and create a mighty new empire. I, Lionel, Lord of the Thundercats, proclaim it. Uh, with your help, of course. <laughs> 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 we, we need to close every episode just laughing yeah i know <laughs> <Gary>. <laughs> oh boy oh, oh man <laughs> so yeah great. thundercat i remember sitting in uh my house on lampson lane in reno nevada which you'll see in the documentary coming up pretty soon um sitting in the living room watching that show to be mesmerized and i actually remember creating my own sort of omens <laughs> i y- you guys remember the old lincoln log set um, Gary, do you remember Lincoln Logs? Oh, I thought you were waiting on them to respond. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I took my, uh, you know those long green pieces? I guess they were the roof pieces maybe? Yeah. The wooden, yep. looks kind of like a ruler type of a thing. Mm-hmm. I took one of those and I drew the the Thundercat symbol in the in the, the bottom area there. And I created my little sword of omens. And you remember you said walking around, you know, Thundercats ho! With this little wooden sword. And uh, I wish I still had that because that would be amazing. Yeah. But, uh, and then of course now I do a podcast where Larry Kenny, the voice of Lionel from the original series, is 
my 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 narrator, the intro guy, which I'll play right here for you. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. So just, I don't know, I'm geeking out because my little five-year-old self would just go crazy that Larry said my name. Listen to it. He, <laughs> right here. He says my name right here. Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Yeah, I mean, in, in the words of Lion King, we are all connected, right? I mean, it's it's really cool how, you know, something that probably meant, I mean, I'm sure it meant a lot to Larry Kenny back in the day, uh, but, you know, all these years later, it still means something to so many different people. Yeah, and you know, Thundercats was a great show. I didn't, I didn't get to watch it as much as, as you, but um, I, I remember, I remember the figures for it—just chunky plastic figures, very cool. The original ones, mm-hmm. and and I remember, of course, I'm a cat guy, so of course I was kind of, I was into the show. They means you like Chitara, then, huh? Well, no, I like cats platonically. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, some people don't know this. Here's a little uh, trivia you might not know. Did you know that Thundercats is a Rankin-Bass production? Really? I'm, I'm sure. You, you don't know that? I did not know that. Yeah. No, I think this was their first cartoon. And huh. uh, for those of you saying, hey, that sounds familiar. I don't know quite what that is. They're the company that made all the uh, popular, hugely popular holiday special, the stop action, you know, movies like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and that kind of stuff. So they ventured off and made cartoons. So they made this Silverhawks and, uh, and uh, Tiger Sharks. Is that the name of the show? Street Sharks? Street, no, not Street Sharks. No. Tiger Sharks, wasn't it? Yeah, Tiger Sharks. That's right. Street Sharks was later. Yeah. I never got into Tiger Sharks, surprisingly, because the voice cast of Thundercats is primarily heard on uh, Silverhawks and Tiger Sharks. So I'm surprised mm-hmm. I never got into that one. Well, I tried with Silverhawks, um, and not Silver to Hawks. not to spoil my what 1987 or 88 review, but I, you know, I didn't really dig the show all that much. So I think Thundercats is the best they did. That's blasphemy right there. <laughs> it's a great show. All it is is Thundercats in space. Well, I mean, it's a great put show. it that way. But the, the toys fell apart more, more easily than the Thundercat toys did. Yeah, that might be part of my problem. Maybe. You're a toy guy. You're a <laughs> I toy, am a toy guy. And a cat guy. And a, yeah, uh, and if it's a toy cat, forget about it. Exactly. No, um, so I guess while we're talking about toys, I can go ahead and talk no, about no, the third I'm not done. Series. I'm not done. Oh, okay, I'm not right, done. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So I, I was going to talk a little bit more about the Rankin Bass production. Go for it. Did Go you know it. that most of the cast of, uh, I almost said most of the cats, which is true too. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that most of the cast from uh, Thundercats are featured in a Rankin Bass holiday uh, TV movie? No. The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus from 1985 huh. as well. And really? you'll hear Oral Hammond, the voice of Mumra, was Santa Claus in the special. So go check that. If you can find it, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I've, I've seen it when I was a kid, but I haven't seen it on DVD or anything that I'm aware of. So, yeah. Well, most of the Rankin-Bass stuff is available. They are, but this is a very obscure one, though. Yeah, yeah. Was it stop motion? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I don't know if I'm familiar with that one. Yeah. No, I... I, I no, I, I... It was on it was on TV. Yeah, it was on TV a few years ago, so I watched it then. Oh. But I don't think I've seen it on DVD or Blu-ray. Hmm. So anyways, wow. go on with your, you know, next one, whatever. <laughs> All right. So uh, t- to jump back, jump back uh, da, 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 to toys. Yes. So while we're on the subject of toys, um, I think this next series was uh, really kind of underappreciated for what it was. Tracker here. Assemble masks. 
When venom strikes, there's only one team to call. Man, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Get away, Hondo! Firecracker confirmed. Glaber claim. Ah. Vehicles each sold separately with a figure. You'll never catch the vampire. Whoopsie. I'm glad you picked the best audio one, too. <laughs> it was the best I could find, honestly. <laughs> There's not a lot of very high quality mask commercials available. Um, but I, I really like this show and I like the uh, toy line that went with it as well. Yeah. Because uh, it was, you know, mask, an acronym which was, I think, Mobile Armored Strike Command versus Venom, the vicious evil network of mayhem. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, it. It sums it up in just the acronyms, pretty much. But uh, I, I thought the show was pretty cool. I guess if you're staying on top of the news, you might know um, the Hasbro news. If there is any after Jim and the Holograms tanked. But if they're still working on G.I. Joe 3, Matt Tracker from Mask is supposed to show up in G.I. Joe 3, which is going to eventually lead into a crossover film. Yeah, I was going to say, aren't they trying to make it like a Marvel Universe now with Hasbro stuff? Yeah, which I think will work great until they try to bring the ponies in. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, uh, which was also this year, which is an honorable mention that I didn't really pull any audio for or anything. But um, I think that this show was kind of the perfect marriage of Transformers and G.I. Joe. Because it's transforming vehicles and soldiers. That's true. Yeah. Good. And uh, it ran for 75 episodes, which is a long time, but... Don't hear a lot of people talk about it these no, days. No, you don't. You shouldn't. I, I know the DVD set is out there. I think it's like, no, it's pretty expensive, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Or it out is. of print and, or something. Yeah, I don't have it. It's probably it was probably released whenever like the original GI Joe and Transformers yeah. seasons were released, and never again, cause yep. nobody bought it. Maybe. Oh, it's a shame. I know, but everybody um, go buy cartoons. That's right. Seriously, if you want them to make more, buy the current ones. <laughs> Especially Disney Afternoon stuff. Go buy all those stuff. Go to Disney Afternoon Forever's website and join their campaigns. Seriously, yeah, they're only like eight bucks a piece at Target now. I know Get it's crazy. It, it's so worth it. Yep. Except for gummy bears, which is a, a real bitter chip on my shoulder. I got. I didn't my, buy the DVD originally. <laughs> I got my DVD set for four dollars. Ugh. I was working at GameStop at the time, and somebody came in and uh, traded it, or just, you uh-huh. know, they sold it to the store, which we probably gave them five cents for it, if you know GameStop. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it wasn't in the, the computer system, so we had to sell it as a generic title, which at that time was like four ninety nine. So I have one more bonus thing that we don't have to talk, talk much about it. I just want to talk about it for a second, because it's a sign of the times. <laughs> So many things in that little bumper that just make me smile. Number one, I'm pretty sure that's Dana Hill. Oh, yeah. That's true. Uh, number, number two, Cindy Lauper doing the kids just want to, or yeah, what was it? Kids just want to have fun. That little yeah. promotion they tried to do. And number three, Hulk Hogan before he was a racist. Um, (laughs) which is pretty recent turn of events I guess Um, but no the fact that they gave Hulk Hogan a TV series an animated TV series at that was was a lot of fun Uh, they couldn't of course get Hulk Hogan so they got Brad Garrett who um, that's funny a lot of people know as the older brother on Everybody Loves Raymond or um, my personal favorite Big Dog from Two Stupid Mm -hmm. Dogs 
<laughs> and then you got, you know, it, they brought in a lot of wrestling characters or icons or whatever. You got Pat Fraley as Hillbilly Jim, James Avery as Junkyard Dog, and Charlie Adler as Rowdy Roddy Piper. And then several other great voice actors in there, too, as Andre the Giant and other characters. But I remember, once again, I didn't mean for this to be about toys completely, but I remember the action figures for this and really liking them. Yeah. Um, and I remember the show being terrible, but in a good kind of way. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> as a lot of those shows were, I think. But, uh, you know, I just miss that time. And, and particularly, I was never a wrestling fan, but I miss that era because I had the Nintendo game. Yeah. Great game. <laughs> and uh, that's as far as my knowledge goes. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling and, uh, <laughs> and uh, the Nintendo game. So yep. just want to give a shout out to Hulk Hogan. Miss you, buddy. Wish, <laughs> wish, <laughs> wish you hadn't done those things that you did. <laughs> um, and uh, wish you would be able to make another Suburban Commando. No. Hi, guys. Freakazoid here. Don't freak out, but Saturday Morning Rewind will be right back. After a quick word from their sponsor. Oh, and don't forget to fly over to their site at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. What happens when you take two recognizable characters, one male... Greetings and salutations, fellow Earthlings. I'm Will Ryan, and I play Eugene Meltzner. And one female... Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Lee, and I play Connie Kendall in Adventures in Odyssey. Add a little sarcasm. Because I've got better things to do with my time than to write a foreword for two people who can't even decide whose name should be listed first. Some educational information... A sesquipedalian is a person habituated to the employment of verbiage of notable heft. A dash of mutual respect... I was going to read the cover. No, I'll read the cover. Well, what? I could, I can well, do it. We want it to be good, though, right? Now, Excuse I'll, I'll read, me? Hmm? I... Oh, did you sneeze? I'll read the cover now. And combine these ingredients into a mission. I intend to correct a commonly held, long-standing misapprehension on the part of the listenership of Adventures in Odyssey. Oh, you want to straighten something out? Indeed. What do you have? Adventures in Oddity, the audio version, read, more or less, by Will Ryan and Katie Lee. Katie Lee and Will Ryan. Available at voiceofyourchildhood.com. Well, back to the show. Guys! Oh, guys! Guys Aroni! Tim! Gary! Guys! All right, so welcome back. And now I'm going to hand the show over to Gary. Well, as you heard just a moment ago, something I wanted to plug very briefly, uh, Katie Lee and Will Ryan have released an audiobook called, uh, based on their book, Adventures in Oddity, that we, uh, have act- we had them on the show for last year to mm-hmm. discuss. Um, and I haven't actually had a chance to listen to the audiobook yet, but I've read the book and it's very funny. So I, I listened um, to it just the other day, probably yesterday, I think it was, and it's amazing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like listening to the two best friends just in the room, just making fun of each other. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like what we do, right? Yeah, and kind of like what our episode was when uh, we had them on. Yeah, that's right. That was great. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, go to voiceofyourchildhood.com and uh, check that out. In other news, uh, I have started a new segment here on the uh, podcast where Tim and I get together and chat. Uh, this segment is going to be called Dream Big. Um, I was inspired at a convention that I was at recently about how many um, people are doing just this great, uh, phenomenal work 
um, local artists and traveling artists, and I just kind of wanted to bring attention to some of them. Uh, so here is my first interview uh, and the first Dream Big segment. And uh, we don't have an intro quite yet, but so I, I created one just like, okay, here it is. Here's a little intro. And now it's time for Gary and Dream, Dream Big. Big. Yeah, that's bad. That's very, very bad. So we're not going to use it ever again. So here's Gary's segment, uh, The Dream Big. All right. Hey, guys, this is Gary, and uh, this is a first of a new segment called Dream Big, where I talk to um, artists, some who are local to me, some who I've just met at different conventions, and uh, it's all about talking to people who are trying to make their name somewhere in the industry, and uh, with some have cool ideas, some do great art, and in the case of this first example... Uh, it's a guy who does great art. Please welcome Sean to the show. How you doing? Hey, Sean. Uh, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, anytime. Uh, so I guess uh, let's just jump right into the first question. So uh, what were some of your favorite cartoons that you loved growing up? Man, I grew up in the time of the Saturday morning cartoon. It was actually like five channels of Saturday morning cartoons. So, um, man, most of them, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of course, Disney Afternoon with like Darkwing Duck and DuckTales and Tailspin. Those were always some of my favorites. So that's probably that. And then uh, probably the Sunday morning Nicktoons. Ah. Again, all them. Yes, yes. I, I, I'm, we're very much the same in that, in that aspect <laughs> then. <laughs> but yeah, I've noticed that you, you uh, tend to have an affection for uh, the Disney Afternoon uh, how do you find the general reception from people uh, when they see artwork of characters like Darkwing Duck or Uncle Scrooge at conventions? Man, people get excited about it. I guess because I guess they kind of forgot about them until they just kind of popped up in their face. Yeah. And it's always a real positive when they see it. And they're just like, oh, I love it. I got to have that one right there. And so, I mean, it's definitely one of those... I, I think that's one that a lot of people really enjoy seeing. Other other ones are kind of like, ah, yeah, I've seen, I remember that, blah, blah, blah. But with the Disney Afternoon stuff, they just get, like, super excited. So I understand that uh, besides all of the great character art that you do, you also have a project called Melvin and Me coming up. Uh, what's that all about? Um, this is actually a project I've been working on for probably a little over a year and a half. Um it's it's a fun story about a little boy. He's five years old. His name's Jacob, and he has a monster called Melvin, and they kind of go on their own little adventures. So he's just out there having adventures with his best friend, very similar in the vein of Calvin and Hobbes, but we don't have that anymore, and kids don't necessarily get the chance to read Calvin and Hobbes, so I'm hoping maybe this will kind of get them to start using their imaginations and stuff because to everybody else, Melvin's just this small little stuffed animal, but to Jacob, it's his best friend and they do everything together, whether it's go to the grocery store, watch some TV, go out back and play a lightsaber battle with flashlights. And the first book is going to be about uh, Jacob's first week of school. Do you have a uh, release date for it? Um, I'm hoping as long as, as long as everything goes good with the Kickstarter, then I'm, figuring it's probably going to be out and available early um, summer. And that way, because the whole idea started with uh, while I teach summer camps, we do little sewing projects and I made up this little stuffed animal and we kind of named them Melvin in the camp and everything. And we started like joking around about it. So <laughs> I figured it'd be a good time to release it with the same kids who helped me kind of create it. 
That sounds really cool, man. I was a big fan of Calvin and Hobbes, and and it, like you say, it's a shame that kids don't really have that anymore. So uh, I look forward to seeing where, what you can do with this. I'm thinking it's going to be a lot of fun. I know I've been promoting it for a little bit over a year, and I've gotten a lot of people. We've kind of done like a little travel with Melvin on our own. He takes the convention scenes with me and everything, and <laughs> we we go to the zoo and uh, the aquarium and stuff. So we have a lot of fun. So we're going to have some fun seeing what people can do with it as well. Where can people find some of your artwork and stay up to date with your latest pieces? Most of the artwork I have is on Facebook right now. We're in the process of getting our website up and running. But if you check out Sean's Custom Characters on Facebook, you can see everything that I do. Um, I'm also on Instagram, and that is Sean Durrington in there, just one R. All right, cool. And uh, I guess my last question for today is about conventions. Uh, Do you have any coming up in the near future that you'd like to plug for us? We are right in the middle of convention season, so we're going to be going all over the place. Um, About late April, we'll be in Winston-Salem, and then in May, we'll be at Tidewater Comic-Con, and then the good ones are coming in June, which is Awesome Con and Heroes Con. So we're going to be there, and then we're looking forward to doing Boston uh, Comic-Con a little bit later this summer. Excellent. That sounds fun. So... Everybody listening, go check out Sean's table if you're at any of these conventions. And uh, and we'll stay up to date as far as whenever Melvin and me comes out. And we'll post about it again either on our Facebook page or uh, we'll possibly have you come back on again just to talk about it a little bit closer to that time. Yeah, definitely. Um, And that will be this summer. We already are well in the way of getting everything wrapped up for it so we can go ahead and get get it ready for Kickstarter. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes, and I wish you all the luck at the conventions. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to any of them this year that you're going to be at, but uh, I'm sure we'll see each other soon. I'm sure we can catch up somewhere. That sounds good. (laughs) All right, thanks for coming on, man. Not a problem at all. Well, that's pretty amazing, Gary. I look forward to more more, uh, Dream Big segments coming up. Thank you, sir. And uh, now we're going to kind of talk about the news that we've missed since we haven't recorded an episode together for a few months. Quite a few major cartoon things were announced, and uh, some of them are, you know, happening right now. Yeah, that's so, very true. Uh, and I guess we should start with the current one rather than the the ones that are a little ways down the road. And that would be good. the new Powerpuff Girls series. Uh, were you a fan of the original? I don't think I've seen an episode of it. Really? Mm-mm. Remember oh, that? I, I told you guys where there's a certain small gap in my life where I stopped watching cartoons, and I believe this was during that gap. Okay, well, you know, you and I aren't so different um, because I, I didn't really watch very many cartoons at this time either. Um, I, I thought I was too cool for cartoons or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, Powerpuff Girls just always kind of missed my radar because I didn't really like a lot of the Cartoon Network series that were on at the time. And uh, so this one sort of bypassed me. But uh, in preparation, for uh, watching the new series, just because I like to give everything a shot, I decided to watch some episodes of the original. Ooh, and you, and know, you know what I did? What's that? In honor of the original, I watched just as many episodes of the new one as I did the original. <laughs> so zero? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fun fact. We were supposed to both watch the show and, and um, it is pretty review fun. it. But, but uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, I did watch the show, and it just made me stop it halfway through the second episode and watch the old show again. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't say that I like it. It's, it's the hyper-frantic oh, no. problem that I have with a lot of shows these Why days. Do they, it's, it's like I've been saying, it's made for these children on medication that can't pay yeah. attention to something that's, you know, a minute long. 
Mm-hmm. That's why yep. they make these cartoons. Yeah. Stop watching these people. That's why they get so many bad cartoons nowadays because people watch them. It's true. I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I understand kids. Kids are kids are kids, but they'll watch um, anything with color on it. So pick something else. I mean, go out yeah. and buy Ducktales. Watch Ducktales with your kids. That's that's the truth. Uh, parenting is first hand should be parents, and second hand should be television. Um, so if you're a good parent, <laughs> make sure you know what your kids are watching. And my kids are probably downstairs right now watching Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you know, I don't care if your kids watch rated R movies. Just don't let them watch trashy cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, yeah, that's going to go on my t-shirt, right? Yeah, um, there you go. But uh, yeah, so my wife was actually a fan of the original show, which is strange because she didn't watch a lot of cartoons during that time, but that one kind of caught her eye. And uh, there's one that I'm going to send you later and you have to watch it because it's amazing. It's a Beatles spoof. Oh, okay. um, you just have to watch it to understand why it's so great. Sweet. But um, she could not stand the new show. She was like, number one, they barely even fight. Number two, it's just in your face nonsense. Yeah. So take it from someone who liked the show originally and take it from someone who just got into the original show. Yeah. Uh, just skip the new one. Sounds good to me. Yep. I'll continue my, my theme of not watching it. <laughs> so the next thing go. we want to talk about was they released um, a picture, not of the show itself, but kind of like the reference picture of mm-hmm. the DuckTales characters coming up uh, for the next 2017 reboot that they're coming up with on uh, the Disney Channel XD. Yep. So what are your thoughts on the picture they released? Well, I have um, positives and, and negatives, mostly positives. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say that based on what I've seen... I'm going to look it up real quick so I can get... A fresh mind on it based on what i've seen um i like that they're going with the more uh carl's barks comic book approach yeah because uh, scrooge is wearing the red jacket rather than the blue um and got donald which, in his black yep 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 but the cool thing is that you know they are showing that there's still a reference to ducktales because you got huey dewey and louie there and you've got webigail yeah exactly in kind of a design that I don't know if she's ever been drawn in. You know, she's she's got the classic comic look. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing. I'm really glad that they listened to the fans and did not make this a CG cartoon. That's what I was going to say. It's not computer th- uh, CG. It's not. Yeah. It, I'm so excited about that. I'm super, super, super excited about this now. Mm-hmm. I, I love the Carl Bark uh, look. I, I love it's not computer. It looks very exciting. Scrooge yep. has that sinister look on his face like he should have. Uh-huh. I love it. And, and yep. maybe they'll use Donald more than DuckTales ever did. I think so. I think, and this is, sort of ties into my complaint with the picture. But where's uh, Launchpad? Yeah, that, that's what I think. I think Donald's going to be more the side, yeah, sidekick than probably. Launchpad is. Which is fine. But, you know, I, I, don't, I just don't get the vibe that we're going to see Launchpad as often as uh, we did in the other series. If at all. Have they even announced at all? Um, I think he's involved. I think. But I don't know. It makes me wonder if any of the other secondary characters are going to be, or third areas they might yeah. be, uh, like you know, uh, Gizmo Duck or uh, Miss Beasley or. Wasn't Flint Hart a different um, accent in the comic? Wasn't he from a different th- country? Yeah, he was like South Africa. African. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was also a businessman, uh, which I guess maybe he kind of was, but yeah. he was definitely more Scottish. Uh, because of Hal Smith. Otherwise, I think he was going to be South African mm-hmm. in the original show, but Hal Smith didn't want to do a South African accent or something <laughs> like that. I think that's what I heard, but take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. 
I'm excited about it. I'm more excited than when they first announced it. Agreed. Agreed. So. I think they have potential. Oh, and it looks like the new Mickey shorts, which I think are really good. So It doesn't look it, quite as bad. The animation look of it yeah. is not as, yeah. as cheap looking. That's true. That's true. Uh, that that show has the tendency to look really good, and it has the tendency to look really bad, just depending upon the episode. Yeah. Um, it's but it got does the, it's kind of seem... got the SpongeBob effect, where it, on purpose yeah. they will ugly it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, they say that they're doing it to be more like the original shorts, but if you look at the original shorts, they're really pretty. Yeah. So it all depends. I mean, Mickey was drawn a little looser. But uh, I don't know. Long story short, this looks like it's going to be a true love story for the comic books, which I'm excited about. Yes. And the next thing I wanted to touch upon was, um, Gary, why don't you, this one I think is more near and dear to your heart than mine. So why don't you talk about this a little bit more? (laughs) I grew up as a Nickelodeon kid, um, as I think a lot of people did. Uh, I'm not as much of one now, so much so that I can't really even watch the cartoons anymore. Um, but, uh, I still love the live action, uh, stuff from, from Nickelodeon. Um, whether it's, you can't do that on television or Keenan and Kel or all that, or the game shows, the game shows were and are my favorite to this day. Uh, and the game show, probably my second favorite game show, although I might've said it was my favorite on a previous episode. (laughs) You you can change. I, I change all the time too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a constant tug of war between Double Dare and Legends of the Hidden Temple for me. Yeah. I think it's because those are kind of the same shows. Just one is more gooey and the other is more history-based. Um, but they are making a Legends of the Hidden Temple movie and uh, they're getting Kirk Fogg to come back yeah. and be a part of it, which I think is super cool. Here's a little bit of audio of the original show. Legends of the Hidden Temple. With your guide, Kirk Fogg. And here he is now. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, old man. Welcome to Legends of the Hidden Temple. The rooms are filled with lost treasures that are protected by mysterious Mayan temple guards. Only Olmec knows the legend behind each of the treasures in his temple. Which one are we going to hear about today? All right, I can cut it out there. And uh, yeah, that's, I love that show. Even though I was older than you, I still loved watching it. Yeah, it's 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 a very enjoyable show for me. Um, and I think that music is amazing. I actually, some wonderful person found a uh, posted on YouTube like just the music score for that show. Oh wow! Uh, which I listen to every time I need to kill thirty minutes and feel happy. Um, but uh, I think it's a really cool. Thing that they're bringing Kirk Fogg back because they really didn't have to. No, you know, I mean, they're making a made-for-television movie. They could reboot it as many ways as they wanted to, but bringing him back, I think, is a nice touch for the fans. I'm excited to see what they do to this. I am too, and I, I don't, I don't quite know what to expect. I feel like in my mind's eye, I sort of see like a, a Jumanji mm. kind of thing. Okay. Um, just with temple guards rather than uh what was his name clayton <laughs> and uh and and you know maybe kirk fogg rather than robin williams you yeah. know something along those lines is what i'm sort of picturing but it could go any direction my personal favorite pick for the story of the movie would be that uh you know they come across kirk fogg and he leads them through the jungle only to find out that he's insane because he's been trapped in the jungle for so long and then he tries to kill the kids and becomes the villain yeah but, I'm not sure if he's a good enough actor to pull that off. So. 
<laughs> okay. But uh, so, I have seen his Volkswagen commercial. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's move on to the other. Let's topic. talk about the other thing that was announced just like maybe a month ago, less than a month ago, maybe. And this thing's mm-hmm. happening this weekend, I believe. Is it really? Yeah. So oh, here's wow. audio that I have, and it announces the date and everything. So here's the audio that I have for that. On April 16th, 1994, all that premiered on Nickelodeon. And on April 16th, 2016, boom! The cast of All That comes fresh out the box. We're back with a brand new, never before seen reunion. What we have is a bowl of your questions. Which character do you wish you could have played? Whoa! I've been holding that in for 20 years. And an in depth look at some of their favorite characters. Can you handle all the stuff about Jack Campbell, Fat Cop? Well, dude, yeah. Plus, back to back episodes of All That All Weekend. I'm Detective Dan. I'm Super Dude. Ready yet? Get set. It's on the orange couch with the cast of all that. Coming this April to the splat. So, my first, I mean, it does it sound like it's going to be, are they going to do new skits or is it just them talking about doing the skits? If I've learned anything from the splat, it's to expect a mild dose of disappointment. Yeah, so um, it's just them sitting so- on the couch. That's what I think, yeah. Okay. When they first announced it, I thought it was going to be a whole new special show. That would be amazing. I know. But I, maybe they might do one. I don't know. They might. Uh, are Keenan and Kel both there? Yep. Okay. All right. Only one missing would be, um, 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 what's her name? Oh, the one that went crazy a couple years ago. Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes. She's the only one missing. Because I, I, if I remember correctly, she said that nobody approached her to do it. Oh, I, which is kind of surprising I, because she's, as far as I know, she's been sane for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, maybe not now after this. But yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because she came around a little bit later. She did, I think. yeah. But so did um, what's his name from Pete and Pete. That's true. That's true. So yeah, never mind. Maybe it's just because they thought she was a flight risk maybe, or something. You know, people are so afraid of of PR stuff. Yeah. So maybe they're afraid of what she did in the past would look bad on Splat and Nickelodeon. It's true. It's it's that's probably it. You know, for the same reason that Miley Cyrus will probably never be seen on the Disney Channel yeah. again. Yeah. But uh so yeah, that, I, I, I think this is gonna be cool. I want to ask you, who is your favorite cast member on the show? Hmm. I can tell you who my favorite was not. Ooh, who was your favorite not character person on the show? <laughs> my least favorite character was Lori Beth Denberg. Yeah. Although she did have a couple sketches that I thought were funny. Yeah. But they got played to death. Um, as a kid, I think I liked Cal the most. Yeah, he's my, um, he's tied for either my first or he's my second favorite. Yeah. Um, being I'm going to say him. Being a huge Jim Carrey fan, I always loved Josh. Yeah. Because he was exactly like Jim Carrey was on In Living Color. Yes, that's true. So I, that's why I like Josh and then Cal. Mm-hmm. Which, are you, are you surprised that Keenan is the breakout person on the show? Kind of. I was too. He's a great guy, great great actor and funny, but I always thought Kel was the comedian. Mm-hmm. I think I think they sort of played it up that way in, in um Keenan and Kel, definitely. But I think in all that he did have some moments. The uh <laughs> the French segment in the bathtub with uh, yeah, yeah, Pierre, yeah. Pierre Escargot. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, I thought that was funny. But uh, the problem with a lot of all that skits is that they're a lot like Saturday Night Live skits where yeah. You know, you find something funny and then you do it to death. Yeah, so true. Um, and uh, 
my big problem with um, the Splat's re-airing of all that is that they don't include the musical act, which means that you lose the segment leading up to the musical act where they announce it. Oh, yeah. Which was oftentimes like the <laughs> principal Pimpel, or, uh, which was my favorite Josh Server <laughs> role, I think. Yeah. Um, or uh, Keenan, uh, it was usually Keenan and Kel as the old guys, though. That's right, that's right. But growing up, I think Repairman was my favorite, which is probably why I'd have to go with Kel. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he had a lot of great skits to it. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to be sure. tuning in on the 16th. I will too. I will too. Um, and if only to give them the numbers, that might get something. Yeah, there you know, Else on the TV. <laughs> now, and I think I believe Kel has his own new TV show too on Nickelodeon. He does. Uh, and it's by Dan Schneider, who. Oh created Kenan and Kel and all that and iCarly and Victorious um, right did you do Victorious he d- did yeah I think so you know this might kind of freak some people but I liked Victorious really I thought it was a funny show I can't say that I ever watched it but it was a funny show even though uh, Ariana Grande is on it she was actually really 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 good yeah I tried to watch Sam and Cat and no uh, her no, character no 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 so no 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 <laughs> don't do that that's a hideous show Hideous. It's terrible. That character, it's they, terrible. they okay. Now we're kind of going off subject here, but Cat <laughs> on Victorious and Cat on Sam and Cat are two completely different people. Really, she is not nearly that annoying on Victorious, not huh. at all. Okay, not even okay. like one percent the same character. <laughs> she's dumb on Victorious, but she doesn't have the she doesn't have the oh with Daniel that that kind of voice. She's dumb, oh. but she's not annoying. Okay, all right, good. That's that's good to know. I might give Victorious a shot. No, I really, I, I still watch it today with the kids and sometimes with myself. <laughs> yeah. See, that's kind of how I am with iCarly, so yeah. I understand. And you want to talk about like a Jim Carrey-like character, the dude who plays Spencer. Oh, oh. he was so good, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was great in Drake and Josh as the crazy theater guy. That's guys. right, Drake and Josh, yeah. And all of these are Dan Schneider shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this new one is not good. Oh, that sucks. So, Game Shakers, I think it's called. Oh, that's right. Kel, I've heard of that. Kel can't say that's it. It's, right. it's, not, it's not good. Uh, but, anyways. Anywho, I think we're going to close this episode out on, on a sad note. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, here's a happy note. Uh, the, the 26th of this month, Darkwing Duck comes back to comic books. Go pick one up as soon as possible. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Go support Darkwing Duck. I mean, if you guys buy it, it's, it's going to be cheap. It's going to be like under three bucks. If yep, you buy it, it's going to show Disney that you love Darkwing Duck still, which means they'll probably release the rest of them on DVD, the episodes, and probably release more merchandise of Darkwing Duck and other characters that you love. So Fingers go do crossed. that. Go do it mm-hmm. now. And support Aaron and James, who wrote and animated, or, you know, and drew this, because yeah. they are really doing a lot to make this happen. Um, you know, and it takes a lot for a comic book artist to put something like this together. I'm, I'm friends with Aaron, so I see how rough it can be. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, give them the reward and, and give us all the reward by going out and purchasing it. That's right. So now we're going to end this episode. So thank you so much for listening. Tune in very soon for those amazing interviews that I have coming up. And I uh, hope you guys have a lovely, lovely day. Indeed. That was bad. <laughs> okay, well, oh, here we go. We've got to end it. okay that's that's enough thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind please check them out on Facebook and Twitter and that's all folks